his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the State of California. Good afternoon. This is the State of California. Doug Sovereign is off today. All this week, we have been featuring the work of the East Bay nonprofit, the Ahisma Collective. They're named after the Sanskrit word for nonviolence, and that is exactly what they're trying to promote with a program that brings survivors of crime inside prisons. KCBS's Kathy Novak joined the group inside the walls of Soledad State Prison to learn more about the program, and she joins us live now on the KCBS Ring Central Newsline. It is a remarkable piece, a remarkable series, Kathy, that you can check out at kcbsradio.com. But first, briefly remind us what this program is all about. Well, Brett and Patty, in a nutshell, survivors of crime go into prisons, in this case to Soledad State Prison, and they sit in a circle with men who are incarcerated for committing violent crimes. And as a central part, the incarcerated men are also writing apology letters to the people they harmed, and the survivors of crime are partnering with them to help them write those letters. So you can imagine it's a very personal and a very specific kind of feedback that they're in a position to give, because you have, just in one example, a woman who is a rape survivor working directly with men who are incarcerated for rape and sexual assault, advising them on what she might like to hear if she were to get an apology letter. Do we know if any of the victims or survivors actually receive those letters? Patty, some of them will, but frankly, most probably actually won't. They would have to be registered with the Office of Victim and Survivor Rights and Services, and only about one in four survivors of crime is registered. So part of the idea behind the exercise is that the men have to learn empathy and really put themselves in the shoes of the people they have harmed. It's teaching emotional intelligence that hopefully informs their rehabilitation so that they won't harm others. And the survivors who are working with this program are people who are registered with victim services. Many of them actually found each other because they took the extra step of meeting face-to-face with the person who harmed them. That was through a process known as a victim-offender dialogue. Only a victim or a survivor of crime can actually initiate one of those. So in one of the letter writing workshops that I observed inside the prison, the survivor was explaining to the incarcerated men that one day they might just receive a letter from a person they harmed out of the blue, and that going through the process of writing these apology letters could better prepare those men for how to handle the situation if that day ever were to come. It's wild. How does a program like this play into the bigger debate around crime, punishment and restorative justice? Yeah, that's really the big question, right? It's complicated. We're talking here about people who committed very violent crimes, including rape and murder. And there are many people in society who would say for certain crimes, we should lock people up and throw away the key. And some survivors of crime might indeed have that view. 
In reality, though, that is just not really how the system that we have right now works. Even for violent crimes, many people will get a sentence that has a set length, and after they serve their time, they will return to society. Others might get a sentence, as we heard in part five of our series, which is running today, 36 years to life, for example. After that 36 years, they go before the parole board. If they're found suitable, they're released. Uh, so the work of a program like this is largely around making sure that when those people are released, because a lot of them will be, it is safe for them to be back out in the world being people's neighbors. And of course, prison itself is a violent place that layers extra trauma on people, right? So I asked one man inside Soledad, where he thinks he might be if he left prison without doing this work. Briefly, here's his answer. Well, obviously, I would be the same person, if not worse, than I came in. I should say, too, that with this particular program, they're not necessarily even saying that this is an alternative to incarceration. These men have been sentenced. They, they are doing their time. So what this is sort of what they are doing with that time while they are in prison, often for decades. Kathy, you had the idea of the story. You did some research. Then you went inside the prison. Is there anything once you got in there and started doing the interviews that really surprised you? That's an interesting question, Patty. I mean, I was surprised, I think, at just how open everyone was. As a reporter, you know, you, you have this idea of this is such an incredible story. How am I even going to tell it? Because I have to walk into a prison and ask people to share these intimate moments that they're most ashamed of with me and through me with all of our listeners out in the world. And what was interesting is everyone seemed to want to come up to me and tell me their stories. And I did find that surprising. And I think that's indicative of the fact that they are in these self-help groups. They start talking the language of AA, of NA, of learning emotional intelligence, of tapping into emotions that they had suppressed for years, decades. And now that they know how to speak about it and they understand it, they see me come in with my microphone and they say, here's someone who actually wants to listen to my story. I want to share it. And I was really surprised at how open people were. Gosh, almost like a therapy session. Uh, we've we've talked to you a little bit about this. And just from your experience, did you get the sense that the survivors had a sense of closure after uh, receiving some of these letters? Yeah, you asked me about this last Friday, right, when we were on the state of California, and I kind of tossed up what around that word. And after I spoke to you guys, I was with the survivors, so I went right back out and I said, hey, they asked me this question, what do you think? And they all kind of said that people do have trouble with that word closure because of the connotation of closing something, closing a book, closing a chapter, moving on. One of the survivors is a man named Trino. His brother was murdered, and he comes into prisons to do this work. I pulled out a little bit of what he shared with the group of incarcerated men when he was telling his story. For me, the word closure, uh, I have a wound in my, in my heart, and I've never seen this wound heal. But every time I enter a space with you guys and enter a space here, I, I feel like I get a stitch in this wound, and, and I see hope, and I see a light that someday I'm, I can say, you know what, that wound is fully closed. And he went on to say that once a wound is fully closed, then you have a scar. The people talk about that rather than moving on, they're, they have a scar. They're living with that grief. That is a stitch in the scar. That is amazing. And it's such a remarkable series. Thank you so much for your work, Kathy. All of the stories in the series are up on our website, kcbsradio.com. And by the way, this time next hour, you can hear part five of her remarkable series. And you can hear the state of California every weekday at 3.30 p.m. It's also available on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. 
his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this... Why? ...a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.